Welcome to High Gluttony. Hello, gluttoneers. <laughs> I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And today we are making choquettes as a primer for making pate which is an extremely versatile dough that can be turned into cream puffs, eclairs, gruyere, even churros or beignets. Apparently also beignets. And today we're using a recipe from David Leibowitz. And uh, he he's not actually French. He just lives. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought he was from France. <laughs> well, he lives there. So adopted French, I guess you could call him because he lives in Paris and he likes it there. So, but anyway, we do trust his recipes for ice cream. And I think we debated whether this is a world level two or world level three. I think it depends on how it goes for you. You'll hear later, but I didn't have a great time with my first pass of the dough. And so the second pass felt very simple. The first pass, extremely complicated. So I'm not sure how to find a balance between two and three on that. I'm sure with time, I would get better at it. But this time, this first time, if I didn't have Gretchen to talk me through it, I probably would have given up. And that, that would have been fair, to, to be honest, because <laughs> I still can't explain what happened to your dough. I'll, sh- I'll post pictures. So really, the, your, your specialty equipment that you will be using will be a pipey bag and then a brush. But we did this by uh, sheer woman power, you know, just but with the, the whisking, because no no actual men were involved. So <laughs> woman power. Not this time. No food processors. <laughs> and, and assuming everything goes according to plan, there was really about an hour of active time, depending on how you qualify crouching in front of your oven. <laughs> Watching the choquettes rise. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If all goes to plan, though, as Gretchen said, you're pretty much just combining water, salt, sugar, and butter on your stovetop until that's melted, removing it from heat, adding your flour, mixing it by woman hand, as Gretchen said, (laughs) until you've got a smooth dough. And then the next step is adding four eggs one at a time. And you, this part is really important because you don't want to add the next egg until the first egg is fully mixed in. Yeah, that's, that's important. Not sure why, but it's important. So. <laughs> There's gotta be some sciencey reason. Well, I, okay. To be fair, I think you could add all the eggs at once, but let's just stick with the recipe and not go wild, <laughs> wild willy nilly with my improvising. All right, we didn't do that right. in the episode, so why am I doing it now? Right. <laughs> Shut your mouth. So then once we've added our eggs. So you have to transfer it to a piping bag, although you can use a scoop. That it, it is possible, but it's way easier to pipe this stuff out. And then pipe out your little shapes. Shapes. Holes. I was going to say poo emojis again, but I was like, we didn't really do that. So No. That was, some, that yeah, was, some that are was, close, but yeah, no. Not quite. And plus, you you don't want you don't want to make a swirl. You really just want a kind of a. Uh, <laughs> use a dollop. In the dollop. Dollop. A dollop. That's a good <laughs> refined word. Oh yes, it explains exactly how to do it. Straight up and down. Anyway, there should be videos for this. I think somewhere online. <laughs> So after we piped them out, we brushed them with a glaze, added our pearlized sugar on top, and popped them in the oven. Gretchen said glaze here, and that was egg yolk and milk. In my case, I didn't have any milk. I forgot to buy it. And so I used milk powder and water, and it seemed fine. So that's an option. That is an option. If you are not a milk person, I know they're out there. I've known a few. But dried milk powder is an excellent alternative to having to keep milk on hand if you are not a milk person. Putting egg yolk and milk together, you get a really much more robust Maillard reaction. Plus, okay, so you get the Maillard reaction from the egg yolk. Which 
Can you remind us of for people who haven't had a chance to listen to episodes where we talked about this, what happens with the Maillard reaction? So like when you sear meat, it's the proteins. That's how they brown is from the Maillard reaction. Like heating it. Heating it. Yeah. It's a okay. chemical thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was so descriptive. <laughs> And then your milk, part of that egg yolk milk glaze, brings a sugar component, so that browns too. So you get two different types of browning going on. And then you put those puppies in the oven, let them bake. Let them bake. Let them rise into slightly misshapen, puffy, and delicious rolls. They do really look like cauliflower. So when you really think about it, because the way they uh, have like lobes and things. Mm -hmm. Mine really looked like Dutch crunch bread in just a little ball shape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As always, though, we're sharing the recipe and our notes on highgluttony.com. Be sure to like and, subscri- like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Have fun making or listening to us make Shookheads. <laughs> Have fun. All right, section one. We start this section off talking a little bit about the versatility of Patashu, which we'll explain a little bit more in a minute. But Patashu was named after the French word choux, meaning cabbage. So basically, we're making little puffed up cabbages. And then we talk a little bit about the ingredients and the recipe steps before we both are start finishing up the last of our ingredient prep. And we talk a little bit about the special pearlized sugar that you need for this recipe. Although we did make our own sort of pearlized sugar with the granulated caramel. So this is an option. And then we talk a little bit about what pans we're using and then start mixing up that glaze of egg yolk and milk for later. So we've got our oven preheated and our baking sheet lined. So we're ready to go into the next step, which is preparing the dough, which starts with heating your water, butter, salt, and sugar all together in a pan. And once that's boiling, remove from the heat and add your flour. Then back on the heat (laughs) and stir like crazy. We've removed a lot of those sounds because they were not appropriate sounding, just so you guys know. It's around this time, though, that I realize something has gone terribly wrong with my first batch of dough. And so we try to start troubleshoot that a little bit before we head into the next section. So us really trying to figure out what happened and understanding the start of what's going wrong with my dough is how we close out section one. Enjoy! Welcome to Showquettes, everybody. Our gluttoneers. Oh my goodness. You know what I just noticed about the recipe? It does say <laughs> one egg yolk, not a full egg. Oh, like you already like wanted I, to do. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Except if I'd read the recipe, I would know. All right. right. Well, that's not fair. I did read the recipe. If I'd read the recipe <laughs> three or four more times, I just realized I forgot to get milk. Oh, okay. Shoot. Mm. Do you have any dairy product? I have. Mascarpone. I have milk powder. Hey, that'll work. You take like a tablespoon and mix it with some water and Bob's your uncle or however. That and this comes is. from Bob's Red Mill. Bob's Red Mill, your uncle. Bob's Red Mill, your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. It's going to be a good one, guys. <laughs> We're both drinking already. Some rye and San Pellegrino. That's happening. That's I've happening. smoked. Have you smoked? I have smoked. I've smoked at least once today. Mm-hmm. So everybody, we're doing choquettes. This is going to be your introduction to patachou baking, or well, patachou as a baking concept slash cooking concept, because this is truly a very versatile dough. You use it for everything from the very basic choquette that we're making today that's just a pastry shell with some pearlized sugar and baked divine loveliness that it is all the way up to a Paris breast cake, which is basically shoe pastry that's baked and filled with all kinds of good things. Oh, our croquembouche, which is a massive tower of cream puffs that are filled and then stuck together with caramel. And then so covered in sugar sometimes. Yeah. Covered in more sugar, more beautiful 
beautifulness, more beautiful sweetness. <laughs> and and also it has savory applications. It's very similar to making a churro. And you can also fry the dough. So it's basically a churro. I guess traditional churros don't have egg in them, but I'd have to do more research on that. So hmm. don't, don't hold me to that. I was watching the churro Great British Bake Off uh, last night, and I think they were all talk- commenting about how they, there was no egg in it. I didn't have any time to do research. I mean, to watch, to watch research. <laughs> watch research. Well, yeah. that's, that's okay. I, I did several. Basically did as many as I could find. Thank you for doing uh, in- that for both of us. Including the churros. So I think I've meandered a bit because I was just trying to prove that it's versatile. And then I've talked through like three <laughs> different things. And I didn't even get to the, the savory application of Gruyere yet. <laughs> this thing that we're making today has lots of different applications. It's a very easy appetizer to make Gruyere. So we'll have to do that at some point just to do this again. And something for everybody's, uh, what do you call that? Arsenal. So we're we're using a the recipe from David Leibowitz, who, you know, he lives in France, so we think he should know what he's talking about. But I do have Hope a lot so. of res- respect for his cooking. So here are the ingredients for our patachou pastry. So we've got one cup of water, half a teaspoon of salt, two teaspoons of sugar, six tablespoons of unsalted butter cut into small chunks, one cup of flour, four large eggs, and one egg yolk mixed with a teaspoon of milk, which we will use as a glaze at the end. So don't worry about those right now. Just keep it in mind for later. Our ovens are at 425. Mine's actually at 475. I just checked. I said it wrong. (laughs) Hey, higher is always better, especially (laughs) with what we're trying to achieve. All right. So now we have our oven set to 425. (laughs) We're going to line a baking sheet with parchment paper it says aura silk on baking mat if you have that. I tend to prefer parchment for this type of thing because the I just feel like the silicone doesn't give me a, the same finish. But this may be a totally made up thing I have in my head. I'm not sure. You're going to heat things. You mix in your flour. Then you add your eggs. Then you're done with that part. And you put it into a piping bag and pipe it or form it if you don't have a piping bag. Becca and I both need to measure at least some of our ingredients still. I need to do my eggs and measure, wait, my salt and my sugar. Where are you at? I have everything done except for my eggs cracked. Why do the eggs need to be at room temperature? The reason the eggs should be at room temperature is because we're making that heated paste. When we heat everything together, if you put real cold eggs into it, they're not going to react as well. It'll, it's, it'll, it makes it easier to mix, basically, because you won't have any warming to do or and it, I think it lowers the risk a little bit of them sc- scrambling when you put them in. Got it. Crack these puppies. I I put all my eggs in one thing. That's fine. Even though we'll have to add them one at a time. Yes. You. <laughs> I mean, if it's a real problem, you could always like get yourself a little container and put one. You know, basically measure one out before you put it into the pot. Mm-hmm. But usually, you know, because eggs come out of the the shell as one bit. Okay. If you're at it, you can kind of roughly guess one egg at a time. It's, it's, it doesn't have to be that exact. <laughs> so. Okay. Just not all at once. And yeah, yeah, just not all at once. It doesn't like that. Yes, that, it, that is the, the more key element is that uh, it doesn't want it to go in all at the same time. Do you want to talk to me now about pearl or crystal, crystal sugar or should we wait until the part where you put it on? I mean, we could talk about it now just because it's like the unusual ingredient that goes into this. But I didn't really read a lot about how it's made. I don't know anything about it. Brand I have here is Lars Own, and it says Swedish pearl sugar. This is just what I get. So it's just a, a larger granule. Larger crystals. There's nothing. Yeah, nothing all that special about it. It's just, yeah, it's okay. just the size of it. Okay, great. Yeah, as long as you've got some larger crystals to press into the top, that'll be good. Now, we we each made our granulated caramel and then sieved out large chunks, right? Yes. I have a question about pan size. Yeah. They say a small saucepan. I have a, it's pretty small. I, I think it might be Is it one and a half quart? quart. It's one okay. and a half. I have one and a half or three. That should be fine. It's, okay. I have a two quart and I think that should be more more than enough. So I think okay. a one and a half quart should be fine. 
It's not as much dough as you would think for as many as we're going to get out of it. Okay. Step two, we're going to heat the water, salt, sugar, and butter in a small saucepan, as we said. It says stirring until the butter is melted. So what temperature are you putting this at, Gretchen? Medium low, since okay. it doesn't have to be really hot. Just melty. I'm going to, I'm using a wooden spoon because it has good heft to it and should stand up to your paste making. Okay. Okay. I bring my alcoholic beverage closer over here. Good thinking. And I haven't cracked my other egg yet. Maybe I'll just do that now while I'm waiting for this to heat up. I'll separate white from my yolk. So that I have that done and then I can put my eggs away. Okay, I'll join you. And we just want the yolk. Just the yolk. Okay. We're going for maximum browning. And as our research when we did the uh, well beef wellington went... We found that the superior browning of a, an egg yolk was much preferred. So we're actually increasing the amount of browning because they're also putting milk into that as well. How does the milk increase the browning? The sugars and the milk solids in it brown. So ah, okay. they, they add to the browning ingredients. I'm completely melted over here. Wow, that was fast. Well, my butter was at room temperature. Everything was at room temperature and it had also been sitting on the... Uh, oven where it's quite warm so oh. i'm starting at a warmer state oh and i'm even certain get some boiling so i'm going to turn mine down a little bit and remove from heat oh okay would you talk us through that next these next steps because i stopped after just melting so we've melted our butter then as soon as you're melted you're going to add remove your pan from the heat and add all your flour at the same time then we putting the pan back on the heat and stir rapidly until the mixture pulls away from the side, which won't take very long at all. Have you added yours yet? No, my okay. everything just got melted. So I'm going to remove it from heat, dump all the flour in at once. This is what oh, it's going to look like. So it's like Play-Doh and yes. it's not touching the sides. Yes, exactly. Okay. Allow to cool for two minutes. I'm removing from the heat. Once that happens, you're not using heat anymore. Okay. And you should see a little bit of a um, sort of a residue on the sides. So you won't be able to develop gluten as much now that you've started this cooking process with the paste. And I'll get into that a little bit more once we've got these puppies in the oven, when I can focus my full energy on the explanation. Okay. Can't wait. Mine's not pulling away at all. Keep keep going. Keep going. Is it wet or just... Yeah. It's, it's kind of wet. Then you're going to have yeah. to keep cooking because okay. part of this is, is getting it cooked enough. So I think because mine was boiling a little bit, it cooked a little faster. Okay. But you're just going to keep going until, because it's basically, you got to get some of the liquid to evaporate. I also need to get better about checking for altitude changes. Mm, I know we read up on that ages ago and then <laughs> I I've know not done anything with it since. <laughs> nope. I think it's mostly cake things. But you said okay. it's raining. It's raining there today. Mm -hmm. So you might just have a little more moisture in the air as part of the problem here. All right, moving on to section two. Gretchen's dough is ready to go. Why am I talking about myself in the third person? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's in the note. <laughs> Gretchen's dough. Is ready to go. I said that loud in my head too as I wrote it. And that's why I was like, ah, oh, that rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> so I am ready to move on to the next step after we've gotten our flour completely mixed in. So I'm adding my eggs. Well, Becca is still trying to figure out what's going on with her dough. And ultimately we have to decide that Becca has to start over. Yep. It was really fucked up beyond redemption. So I started over <laughs> and I continued to stir eggs into my dough with bits of my dough, just leaping from the pan on pier every so often. <laughs> Will not make show cats again without cleaning my stove first. Be very important or using a slightly larger pan, maybe because you right. definitely had better success when you moved up to the larger pan for the second batch. Right. I used a larger pan and brought it to a boil, neither of which I had the first time. And then Gretchen's cat, Kenzie, makes a really strong appearance right about now <laughs> with a ball trying to get Gretchen's attention. So obviously we got really distracted by that. Yes. It is. <laughs> she was talking so much this time. It's so funny. <laughs> she was not going to be. I mean, I cut out a lot of a lot of meowing. <laughs> 
in the first run. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> it was like ten solid minutes of cat talk. Pared it down for you so that you could just get the entertainment value and not as much of the fluff. <laughs> but this is also fine because Becca's still working on getting her dough to kind of the same place I was. So Gretchen is now since she's still a couple steps ahead. She's getting her pastry bag out and actually starting to pipe out her choquettes while I'm working on that step two of combining all of those ingredients in the saucepan and just about to start adding my eggs before we close out section two. So exciting, you guys. And then we'll get to section three. So really enjoy section (laughs) two. (laughs) So much suspense. I have to start mixing my eggs in. Otherwise, my dough is going to get too cold. Got it. Keep going. Okay. Putting one, one roughly one egg in. And it's going to be pretty interesting. Oh, I lost a chunk of dough. Just flew out the side. Because it's it's not going to incorporate necessarily super easily on the first go around. Because it kind of just sucks the egg in. Okay. It's sounding better over on your side. It's kind of lumpy. Bring it over here and show it to me. Huh. Yours didn't, yours isn't right at all. No, what's going on? You use a cup of flour and six tablespoons of butter and a cup of water. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have to start again. <sighs> okay. <laughs> all right. It's really weird. Yeah, because I've never had anything like that happen before. Keep going. I'm going. Yes, I'm going. I have, I have to proceed. I can't stop now. Nope. You got to uh, do this for both of us, Gretchen. <laughs> you're going to have to do it too. You're just going to have no, to start I know. again. <laughs> You must. You must be. You gotta you gotta get first to the finish line. Well, I will be, yeah. 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 Oh, bugger. Come on. Stop flipping out. Now it's got stuff on it. This is awesome. Okay. I'm gonna use my three quart now. I'm adding my last egg. What's happening to the consistency? It's so it's sort of staying the same. It does thin out a little bit as you get the trying work and getting the egg incorporated. Okay. So it's a little it's a little bit looser, but it really is sort of a paste consistency. And that's what patch patch just means paste. So Oh. So it should make a V like that. You mean when you hang if you're holding when your hangs. spoon up, it should drop down. Yeah. In sort a of a shape. Sort of liquidy, but not it's not as stiff as a dough, not as thin as a batter. Right. That's a yeah, perfect. It's that very it's very much right in between the two. Okay. That there's no way I was gonna get there. With that first bat. No. Kinsey no. is talking up a storm, too. Hi. Hi. What? My goodness. She has a ball. Oh. Yeah, unfortunately, I I don't know what happened with your first batch there. But yes, Super that was weird. never going to get there for some reason. <laughs> yes. Did you bring a ball? Oh. Well, how good for you. Where is it? Well, no, I'm not doing that right now. Getcha. I just have to put mine in the pastry bag because I think that'll, one, help it stay a little bit warmer and uh-huh. not let it lose too much liquid because I'm worried about mm. that. Fill it up like it's a gelato ice cream mm. or a gelato, a cone of gelato. I think it's the sugar. Why do you say that? Because my butter is melted and my sugar isn't melting. All right. So bring it to a boil. Okay. We're going to go ahead and boil it. Okay. Since mine started boiling and did the right thing. And most of the time, I always thought you did bring it to a boil, so... Okay, let's try it. Hopefully that's not bad direction on my part. <laughs> we'll find out. Oh, mine's even a little runny flying out of the bag here on its own. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> I'm having to proceed with piping. Probably could have cooked mine just a smidge longer since it's a bit softer than I would have liked. Is it not holding the shape you want as much or how, how do you know that? It's Yeah, it's sort of melting down and which should be fine as far as what we're trying to accomplish here you know if you if you're looking for a real specific shape it would be bad Mm -hmm. but since I am not necessarily looking for any particular shape just sort of a a little round ball Mm -hmm. I I doubt it's going to be much of a problem you'll still eat it yeah yes I will (laughs) I mean I'm having a hard time not eating the batter I really like the batter so (laughs) (laughs) I like the shoe (laughs) how's it going over there it's fine it just takes a while for this to boil. I it, I could do it really quickly, but it would be almost impossible to, to get it to cool back down. So I have to just wait for it to 
warm kind of up. slowly heat up. Yeah. How many have you done? It's supposed to make about 25. Is that right? Well, mine is going to make more than 25. Okay. I'm probably piping them slightly smaller than necessary. I'm trying not to pipe them all right now so that I have some to pipe to show you. <laughs> so you're, you're just waiting on a boil too. Is yep. what you're waiting on over there. Okay. Yes. I'm getting real close. Okay. I've got boiling. <laughs> all right. Pull that puppy from the heat and throw your flour in. Do I leave the burner on the same temperature? What do you have it on? Medium or medium to low? Kind of high, just so I could get it up there. I turn it down. Okay. And the reason you have to add the flour off the heat is because flour is flammable. Oh. If you add it on the flame, while you have it on a flame, it, it it, it could ignite likelihood is pretty low but it's a possibility it's a possibility so better safe than sorry yeah okay this is like already pulled away great i just want to make sure i get it combined enough okay i think it's good so off heat yep bring it off the heat wait and then you have two minutes to hang out while it cools okay i am gonna take a picture of these two side by side (laughs) oh catastrophe All right. Whew. That was stressful. (laughs) I'm feeling much better now. Did I show it to you? Let me show it to you. Okay. Yes. Please show it to me. So I know I, so I can verify that. (laughs) Yep. There you go. Beautiful. Nice job. Thank you. I might try spoons. And as far as for your, instead of piping it. Yeah. Okay. So yours will just be a little bit different shape, but it's not a bad thing. A different shape from being piped. Right. They should be the same, essentially the same. And how big do we want them to be? Mine are a, like an inch and a half across. I'm already. I'm going to pipe it. You're going to pipe it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that just because you're looking at mine or? Yes. <laughs> it will take less time. That too. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, that looks a lot faster. <laughs> so I, I've plowed ahead oh. over here with what I'm doing. I skipped the egg step. No, you put it into the bag? Yes. Oh, no. Shit. Oh, oh my God. Right. Take it back okay. out. <laughs> Doubt. All right. You're, you're fine. You'll be fine. Okay. Oh, funny. <laughs> I was like, this is going fast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that happens when you skip a whole step. <laughs> kind of four. Four. Yeah, four steps. <laughs> if, you're, if you're breaking it down by each egg then for sure you're missing four <laughs> steps and is this whisk or use use the same spoon you were using before you're going to need like a panel a paddle because it's okay. too thick you'll never get a whisk through it got it so that's why i was like having trouble and throwing mine everywhere so you may be better off because you have a larger pan you okay you know jump out all over the stove like mine did mine did. yeah it's kind of it's separating that's fine it's okay. gonna do that but okay you're just gonna just keep going okay you have to get it completely mixed in before you add the next egg okay it sounds right <laughs> good <laughs> so completely mixed in meaning like no liquid at all or it's okay if there's a little bit of there's a it's okay moisture. if there's a little bit okay like just sort of still around but definitely okay. want it to be more absorbed than not okay my dough now that my dough is cooled slightly it's piping a lot easier i should it it. and it's holding its shape a lot better hopefully yours will be a little bit cooler than mine was so it'll be a it will be easier since you took it out of the pan and had to put it back (laughs) (laughs) oh god i'm doing great today a workout yes it is this is why i'm pretty sure i've always done it in a mixer I get it. While it, it, yeah, not as much control, much easier on the hands. And the shoulders. Ugh. I was even remotely ambidextrous. This would not be as difficult. <laughs> I can highly recommend uh, working on becoming slightly more ambidextrous. Then. <laughs> it does come in handy. <laughs> I am in, really not ambidextrous, but I can use most kitchen tools except for knives with both hands. That's awesome. Although I think I'm going to suggest when you brush on your on your egg onto all of yours first and then put your sugar on. Okay. Because the ones that are closer to the beginning, the, the caramelized sugar is like melting. Mm. So we may be okay. ending up with some totally different scenario going. <laughs> right. Right.
All right, we made it to section three. I have finally caught up a little bit enough to finish my second batch, enough to start piping my balls out and piping my balls out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't read that. Because <laughs> it sounds like you're your balls out. Like, you're really biting so hard. <laughs> I never biked so hard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh okay oh, I started piping my choquettes out <laughs> oh my god okay I'm sorry I probably stop laughing rid of that from the document because I'm going to keep looking at it and seeing it and going oh. <laughs> oh my god okay so I finally pipe out my choquettes and top them with the glaze before adding the sugar and again this is the granulated caramel sugar this is not the crystal big chunks of white pearls that show clearly in the photographs so next time I mean really you go how badly do I need pearl sugar? And then you go, hmm, I think I did need it. Yep. Or yep. maybe maybe you can use sprinkles. <laughs> Would that melt? I don't no. know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Mm. Experiment, experiment time. <laughs> Bad Gretchenist. Bad Gretchenist experiment. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Okay, so since I had gotten some puffs in the oven already, and Becca is working on catching up, and I was trying to wait for a little bit, I had been doing the Great British Baking Show oven squat. Squat. Because <laughs> you got to watch them, and I wanted to watch them all pop up. I have to say it's much more dramatic in a time lapse, you know, because after a while, you're just crouching in front of an oven. <laughs> going these are yep they're still rising yep still happening <laughs> and once once becca gets hers in the oven then we get into the history or the lore of <sighs> patashu oh yeah that was fun and then we go back and forth a little bit between checking on our dough and sharing history and facts about how a patashu works how it bakes which means Gretchen has her on food and cooking back out. So she is referencing that. And then we are finally done squatting in front of the oven because our choquettes are done. And then it's finally time to taste them. And boy, oh boy, did I have a good time tasting those. (laughs) (laughs) So enjoy this last section. (laughs) I'm going to say, I hope you cut some of that out. Enjoy the last section because I apparently cannot let Becca just say that. Have fun. (laughs) So we're going to put the dough into a pastry bag and we're going to pipe small domes, I guess you could call them, onto your baking sheet. Then we're going to brush them with the egg yolk and milk mixture and push he says to make sure you put on so much of the pearlized sugar that you think it's ridiculous amount (laughs) and push it into the dough a little bit so we're actually going to smash these a little bit okay we're not really trying to smash them smash them but press firmly yeah press firmly how much longer you have on your uh, dough there are you just put in my last egg so i'm almost done so i'm gonna put my what i've got done here because i've got a full baking pan done into the oven real quick okay and then i'm going to use another small baking pan for the rest of them hey i got a v yay yeah i don't i, I can't explain what happened with your first batch <laughs> so weird 
Okay, how's it going over there? Looks like you're getting getting your stuff into your bag. Yes. All right, I'm getting my bag ready so I can show you my technique for this. For okay. Anybody. What I usually do is you try and kind of hold it. Don't push down. Mm-hmm. So you want it to sort of just sit lightly and about a good dollop, I guess. A good dollop. <laughs> what? Mine are just, of course, very oddly shaped. Well, piping takes a while to get used to. I've done so, so, so many little shoe things in my life. Oh, that was a really good one. I think I've got maybe one more in here. So how long do they cook for? 25 to 30 minutes. Okay. So I mix the egg, one egg yolk with the milk. Right. And brush it on. Yep. All right. Mine are already starting to poof. One's in the oven. Did it say something about if they start to get too brown to turn it, the temperature down? Yes. So are you, did you, you're brushing your glaze Mm -hmm. on all, all of them first and then doing the sugar last? I have two left to glaze. Mine have lost a lot of their shape already. They're just weird piles. Yeah, that's kind of not unexpected. Okay, great. (laughs) And not necessarily a problem either. Perfect. Of course, I didn't put a timer on for my first batch, so I really don't even know how far along they are. I'm going to wait to put the sugar on these puppies for a few minutes because otherwise they may, it just might melt. I'm going to do the watch the oven thing. (laughs) I want to open the oven just yet. I just put mine in. Okay. Wow, this is... A lot. <laughs> You're like, this is a lot. I was like, it's so easy. No, I'm like, woo, exhausted. So should we talk about the history of chiquettes? Pat a shoe, I guess, is the really talking about the history of pat a shoe. Re- I'm rereading my on food and cooking. Mm-hmm. And deep fried beignets. This is in the the pat a shoe pre- section, and it says deep fried beignets, whose lightness inspired the name. Pet de non, or nun's farts. <laughs> How naturally is that? The French, they've got some sense of humor over there. <laughs> at, at least one of the origin stories of Patachou, as we discovered, starts in the mid-16th century and actually involves Catherine, Catherine de Medici, who is... If you're a food person, you know that name. But she's pretty well known for her contributions to food. But I don't know anything that I don't really know that much about her. (laughs) Maybe I'll have to do uh, a little research on that one. (laughs) But this was invented by her Italian chef named Pantanelli. And he went with her from Italy to France when she got married. Uh, she married King Henry II of France. And once they had been in France for about seven years, it says, I don't know how they're that exact, but maybe they yeah. got his diaries or something. Probably. Or the meals he prepared. Oh, my my buns, my buns look good. Hmm. They look very toasty. They might almost be done. I don't know how long they've been in the oven. Oops. But they look pretty close to done. Uh, I might give him a couple more minutes. So Pantadelli discovered this new dough using, you know, part of the, the thing is that it is very simple. It's very basic, but you can make something pretty fantastic with it. They are getting quite brown. I think that's the caramelized, the granulated caramel that's making them turn a little browner than usual. Anyway, back to Pantanelli, which then the original name for this dough was Pate a Pantanelli. Became very popular. I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm trying to follow. There's like, <laughs> so Pantanelli's the first. He creates it. Then there are a couple of chefs who have influence over it in different ways. So the next person who influences it, I don't even remember in which way, but he changes the name too to Pata Poplin. Then the next chef who makes a mark on it is Chef John. John Aviche, and he was the one who really started trying different techniques like frying and grilling. And he made a small cake from the dough and started referring to them as shoe buns because shoe is the French word for cabbage. And he thought it looked like a puffed up cabbage. And so from then, 
this dough became known as patashu. So they do. They sort of look like little like cauliflower or cabbage or something. Little cabbages. And then the last person who really, I guess, elevated the, the prestige of this dish was Marie Antoine or Antonin Kareme. Kareme. Who, Kareme? Okay, mm-hmm. Kareme. Who worked for, he was a chef for the Prince Regent of England, later George IV, Tsar Alexander I, and the Viennese court. And so his connection with all of these members of court and royalty brought Padishu to a new level. Tell, tell me about Karem again, sorry. Okay, so basically this like Padishu had been pretty popular, but because he worked as the chef for so many members of the court and royalty, he sort of exposed this in a new way globally. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I think before it mainly mostly been just in France. Oh, okay. So he he's the one. He's an interesting character too. We will at some point. I don't know anything about him. Definitely, kind of do some deep dives into some of the historical figures in cooking because it would be really interesting. And and I learned about all these people at certain points in my cooking career. But by now, I've completely forgotten everything. So, (laughs) (laughs) right. (laughs) Might have been in for ten minutes. I'm going to do. A little check on them. Good. Don't don't open your oven door. I might turn the temperature down too. Okay. Be interesting to see how this batch turns out versus the other. The egg milk glaze had time to dry, so it's not turning the sugar into much of a liquid. This go round. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> it's the oven squat. 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 <laughs> the oven squat. <laughs> Was there anything from on food and cooking that you wanted to share about? Oh, right. Sorry, I'm just like obsessed with looking at them. Well, yeah, they're so cute. They're so cute. So the real thing I wanted to cover was kind of how it works because I knew how this worked, but, you know, the refresher is always better because you kind of start cooking the exterior a little bit in the first step. It manages to kind of make this like harder outer shell that traps air so that on the inside when the steam and stuff is expanding. That's why it grows like it does. So like, it's just all about trapping the steam inside that makes that lift. So it's just sort of like, that's how you get your outside. That's the thick outer shell with a lot of volume, air volume, because you make it, make it hard outside and then let the inside expand. And that hard outside is created with the egg yolk and milk mixture. A part of it. Yeah. I mean, that oh, okay. the, the stuff that goes on the outside is mostly cosmetic. Oh, what did you mean then by the because, first step sort of creates a harder shell already? Okay. So your first step starts cooking the flour. You're cooking the flour. Oh, and, in the saucepan. Right. So you've got the, the water and fat that tenderize your gluten proteins so they don't develop as much elasticity. Like, you know, when we do the breads, you know how we do it when we do bread. We want to stretch that gluten because the gluten is what provides that structure that the air bubbles get trapped in, right? Got it. So if you're tenderizing those gluten, you won't have as much structure from that particular protein. And then you start jellying the starch, which is that part where everything starts to like, the water gets all absorbed and that's the gelatization of the starch. And that's what basically makes it more, it makes it a dough. So this is technically a dough versus a batter. It's that gelation step. And then the eggs just, as you add them, they add richness from the yolk and structure from the white. From the, from, can you say that again? The protein in the egg white helps develop the structure that contributes to the out, that crispy outside. Awesome. Crispy outsides. Yeah. Better check yours. (laughs) So that's why it has a note here to say, if you want them crispier, poke a hole in the side. Right. So that'll release your steam. So mine are pretty dark. I am almost 100% sure that is for sure from... (laughs) The caramelized sugar is what's causing that to be so dark. I kind of want to turn mine around in the oven, but Flip I shouldn't them. open the door, right? You can probably now. How long have okay. they been in? Um, they've been in for 22 minutes. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah about 20 minutes. So it's okay. Should... I think. Yeah. Yeah. They've okay. been in for 20 minutes. They should have enough structure. You just don't want to do it too early because then they will 
start to fall icy. Mine kind of look like mini Dutch oven or Dutch crunch rolls. Yeah, that's about right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. This is what mine yeah. look like. Beautiful. A little bra- more browning there than I, w- I really would have liked, but not loving these crispy bits on the outside. Oh, good. They come off fairly easily. Was there anything else from yeah, maybe. on food? <laughs> you couldn't resist. How is it? It's redone. <laughs> a little overdone. Okay. A little too much crunch. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to poke them. Okay. Because <laughs> that really did significantly increase the crunch the last time when I did them last weekend. Mm-hmm. So giving me a poke, I, I recommend it. I'm, in, I'm doing the squat. Oven the baking squat. squat. Yeah. The baking squat. I think I'm going to pull mine out. No, I'm going to go a little bit longer. <laughs> You're a true baker now. <laughs> Confident in decision. Yes. <laughs> I like this note in the recipe that says, it, as part of step five, after you do the glaze on top and then pr- press the sugar, it says, once the puffs rise, you'll appreciate the extra effort and sugar. <laughs> I did not get as much sugar on them last weekend. I have to say, I think these, this batch is superior as far as sugar crunch goes. <laughs> oh, so here's the last note from in the book. It does say that the fat, so that additional fat from the yolk and the milk will help crisp up the outside a little bit extra because that part of the fat going into the actual batter, that will also contribute, but you get a little bit extra. Extra fatty. Nice. Your fat on the outside. Baking science. Baking science. Look at this first past batch now. It is just like a weird soup. I really, I, I'm completely bewildered as to why it did that. I, it's so oh, mysterious. Oh, delicious. That's so good. Awesome. So I guess then anything else to share about them that we think people need to know? I'm going to eat all of these today. <laughs> I think mixing them by hand was a really good idea because these are these are definitely more tender than the one I, than the ones I did last week that I used the the stand mixer. Okay, mine are out. Let me show you some. Oh, these are so good. Some of mine have holes already. Yeah, that's that happens because that's okay. that outer outside setting. Oh, they're beautiful. Thank you. Nice work. Woohoo! Yeah, I told you it wasn't that hard. No. They just don't have those pretty, the big crystal sugar granules. Yeah, the, the granulated caramel definitely melts. Right. So the pearlized sugar might might have an advantage here. Right, aesthetically for sure. They look great. I'm excited. I'm going to take some pictures and then eat some. Delightful. I don't know. Is any Anything else you want to hmm. talk about or... Are we just so pleased that we've made it through and it's only been two hours that we want or just like, let's, let's cut it off at the knees here. <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, that sounds exciting. And also I don't even know if there's anything else in particular that I wanted to talk about. No, I think it's uh this is definitely one of those things that the warmer they are, the better they are for <laughs> <laughs> eating so i will let you go take pictures and then you can okay. enjoy them as soon as possible so. let's do it awesome thank you for helping me through this one this was yeah quite the whew, quite the My, experience every time i have you do something new it's like there's some huge hiccup with it so yep yep i'm, I'm, I'm glad. you're welcome everybody i'll go through it for you so you know exactly what not to do which we don't know what happened, so we can't even help you there. <laughs> well, but at least we can say, if it looks like this, start over, you know? Yeah, right. we can't, I can't explain what happened. I wish I could. I will look into it, because okay. maybe I can find some some explanation for it. But yeah, my, my mind is a little uh, boggled at the moment, so. Yep, I don't, I'm not looking forward to cleaning that, that pan. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, that's probably about right. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Another, Yay. another high gluttony adventure. Yay, success. Woohoo. Woo! 
We have completed our showquettes. Ta-da! Ta-da! Time for final thoughts. I think maybe the granulated caribou might have been a bit of a mistake since <laughs> did, in fact, get too brown in the oven. <laughs> Had some nice dark circles that weren't the tastiest on the bottom of my pet, my showcats. Maybe sticking to just the paralyzed sugar the next time, although I did have alternative ideas about that. But I think my second idea is the one that would actually work, where you put the glaze on, you put the paralyzed sugar on, and then sprinkle them partway through baking with the caramelized sugar so they don't, it doesn't start browning too early. A little bit challenging to do because Patashu is very finicky about oven temperature. So pulling them out of the oven or opening the oven, got to be careful with that sort of thing. But maybe that's just part of the mad Gretchenous sprinkle experiment. (laughs) (laughs) Part one, sprinkles. Part two, exactly when to add the granulated caramel. I love it. (laughs) Well, it's going to be all those batches from when I'm trying to figure out what the hell went wrong with your first dough. So (sighs) I don't know. Thank you. It's a mystery. It's still a mystery. That first dough was such a mess and it was a literal mess to clean up. It was disgusting. Ultimately, I ended up only eating about half of one of these guys just because it's a little bit too much egg for me, but James ate all the rest and loved them. (laughs) So a little bit of a Duchess potatoes repeat for this household. I do want to try to make the churro version though. I love churros. And so I want to try to make that and see if there's a way to learn how to make them in different shapes and stuff. So I'm excited to try that. Well, you'll have to watch the churro episode from Great Bridge Bake Off before you do that. So Right. I never did my research. I still haven't. Although I was watching <laughs> it the other day, but <laughs> those ones, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it seems a little late to do show cat research now. <laughs> I know. We're recording the outro. <laughs> it's way too late. It's a little too late. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. But again, we'll have that this recipe up on the website, which is highgluttony.com. And email us. We want to hear from you. Have you made any of our recipes? Do you have questions for us? Give us an email at highgluttony at highgluttony.com. Do you want to tell us we talk about balls too much? I don't know. Maybe you do. (laughs) Impossible. I'm just saying. Could be a reason to write us. (laughs) That's true. Hi, Gluttony, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this super fun showcat episode. Showcat. Now, we, now I can make anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you would probably like Gruyere more. You have cheese to balance your egg. That helps. It's a yeah. little bit. Something to, to distract from there. Do those have to be glazed in a similar? Mm-mm. Oh, all right. Yeah, I can do Gruyere's. <laughs> <laughs> That's sorry. I'm sorry I made you do a bake good with a glaze. I'm so sorry. No, it's good for me. I mean, at least someone eats it. <laughs> That's true. At least you do yeah. have somebody there to help you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so enjoy Shoket Sutnears. Yeah. Shoket. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Shit. <laughs>